0: Guten Tag and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Uh, I'm Alex and I've spent the last week or so in Germany.
1: <laughs> I've picked up so much of the local culture. <laughs> exactly. A lot of and uh, I don't
0: know what that is. Um,
1: and beer. Is it? Yeah. Uh, that
0: voice uh, belongs to Daniel Cooper. Hello. <laughs> still, uh, the,
1: still the very British hello. There. Hello. Uh,
2: and uh, Chris yeah, Tilly. It's me. It's me. But obviously people will know you in Germany because they would have heard the podcast you guys did from Gamescom.
0: Yeah, whatever. We didn't have time. We we uh, we took the gear with us. We had every intention, but time ran away with us.
2: So sorry, listeners. We were too busy. That Alex and Dan let you all down. Gobbling
0: pork knuckle. <laughs>
2: have you, have Excellent. You,
0: have you ever tried pork knuckle? Uh,
2: yeah, not not for me. Really? Nah. Yeah. Why not? I just didn't. I didn't like it. I don't like pork scratchings. Don't like pork knuckle. But do you like roast pork? pork? Mm, it's all right. I'm not even a big crackling fan, so. What? I know. sorry right. actually, there's, there's not a lot so for that's, you to like yeah. there. So that's why you didn't do the podcast is because you were eating yeah. pork knuckle. Yeah, well, it was. they're big. And you time.
1: could have filmed <laughs> it and put it on the side. Could have done. Uh, and drinking beer. Yeah. Could have filmed it in 1080p at 60 frames per second.
0: Dan Kill, yes, exactly. It's the only way to experience pork <laughs> yeah. knuckle. Uh, Dan Kill, we did take photos of every single piece of food that you ordered.
1: Every piece of pork is interesting. But
0: if you do go to Cologne, a top tip there's two types of pork knuckle.
1: Okay. There's the
0: grilled one, which I think you and I had.
1: Grilled, yes. And that's where you get. That's where you get your crackling, Chris. It's all, yeah,
0: it's all firm and nice and tasty. Roasted. Whereas bear park, I think, had I don't know if it was boiled or something other, like but it looked a little bit like an unborn fetus. Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't it look, very nice. It looked, looked like an alien fetus.
0: Or an old man's testicle. How did it taste? I like I, an old man's, I, man's I, testicle. I, I not put that
2: sort of shit in my mouth. That's what, to what be Rich honest. said. He said, "Oh, <laughs>
1: that reminds me of an old man's testicle." That's oh. what he immediately, oh.
2: immediately, <laughs> immediately, that's what he said. See, Rich isn't here to defend himself, but I'm pretty sure he's in the next room I can see him, so I can a, see him. He's,
1: he's nodding agreeing. green, yes it did. That's what he's saying to me through the glass, yes he's it licking, did. Licking his lips. So do you want to tell me about Gamescom then?
0: Busy show. Yeah. Uh, it's always been busy, but there, I think, I don't know what it was this year, maybe it was the rain, and I know that sounds really pathetic, but normally... <laughs> um, <laughs> It was inside Alex (laughs) But uh, there's lots of kind of uh, food trucks and stuff like that outside Mm. And there was one point where I was walking through the corridors, through the hallways To get from one place to another And it must have started raining Because suddenly all these people converged And it got to a point where I could not move I literally couldn't move
1: And you you just attacked people
0: You know what I'm like (laughs) Like, My patience is not very good um and i had to get back to the idea no. to write something up and i think i just i don't know whether i put my head down but i just was like get out of here but um so from that perspective it was pretty horrendous um actually after that <laughs> like,
1: like not really but oh, i was a horrendous it, it rained it was too busy it
0: was too busy it's always but too busy the the games on show excuse me were fantastic
1: And IGN went massive this year. We had a live stream for the first time ever at Gamescom. Yeah, We had more people out there than ever before. Three days of live streaming. We owned it. The very best We wrestled it to the ground. It sat on its face.
2: Did you meet any listeners while you were there? You were stopped.
1: I was stopped? I was just going through customs, though. (laughs) I was stopped by a nice chap who works for Ubisoft in their central marketing team, who listens to the podcast and reads IGN. I didn't, I don't know. A lot of my appointments were kind of in the business area, which is separate to the show floor, mm-hmm. where, where the public are and people who might enjoy the podcast. So I didn't really spot anyone. But I know a few people out there. I know Rich Hodgson was out there yeah. and a few other people who listened to the podcast. There were so
0: many people there. To,
1: to kind of well, bump into we, someone
0: would be incredible.
1: The uh, original yeah. plan was to have a meet and greet on Thursday night, mm. but we just, honestly, to get coverage up on the site. we yeah. were working until about nine, 10 o'clock every night. Yeah. So it just wasn't possible. Shame. What spent was spent a lot of
0: time with the US guys there. That was very pleasant. Somebody on the live stream uh, out, Damon. Damon by saying keep it locked on IGN before he had the chance to say it.
1: Which and, and, then he, and then he, like he was like a robot facing a logical paradox. He didn't know how to like finish the segment.
2: <laughs> that was funny. Um, so what are you going to say? What was the best game at Gamescom?
0: The, the most <laughs> the fun, big questions from Chris Dilly. <laughs>
2: the most fun I had of
0: actually playing a game was Evolve. Mm. So, uh, you and I, uh, plus Marty and Tristan, were the uh, Hunters. Oh, yeah. And then Tal, who's our newly crowned publisher, was the monster. Of course he was. Uh, he was the three Kraken. games, yeah. we beat him 2-1. to one.
1: Awesome. Teamwork.
0: Which means we get pay rises. There wasn't yeah. a lot of
1: teamwork going on. It was basically people running like around like headless chickens and then coming together at the last minute. We to were all right. To, we, we, thought got we, we got were, better. We got the better. The first game, we, we, thought we thought we were going to get destroyed, yeah. but
2: we still won. Yeah. So... And how yeah. did Prince Kamali do? He was newsing it up, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: he did He did well. So it, it, it was probably the busiest show. It was busier than E3. Yeah. But that's not because... Well, it was mainly because we didn't have as many people, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, but it was good fun. And uh, I think you'll only see Gamescom becoming a bigger part of the gaming calendar do you actually think it's
1: now because both first parties used it as a space and a platform to make announcements strategic decisions or reveal new games eh? is it going to be is it can you say it's Europe's E3 yet
0: well it's bigger than E3 yeah but, in, but not in like, terms of announcements and stuff. no I know but it's it's too late on during the year to become that platform I think yeah because E3 a lot of that stuff is like right we're announcing and then we're going to come either end of this year if you're lucky or maybe at the beginning
1: I think it's becoming a good space like to do a kind of um, a second big reveal yep. for games that are coming out in the first part of the following year yeah and also a kind of a a reasonable platform for stuff that wouldn't wow people if you did it in, like, the, the Staples Center yeah. or somewhere in E3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still, like, for kind of the more independent games, yeah. the quirkier games, like Sony's first-party stuff, yeah. I think it feels more at home at Gamescom.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think uh, also... It's, it's a weird thing, because there's not a lot of gap between E3 and Gamescom. There's only two months, and you've got Comic-Con in the middle. So as a developer, yeah. it's like, you know, you can't show something new at each different mm. thing. So I, I guess Comic-Con is more
1: consumer-focused, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, but yeah. Chris, I came back with a game for you. This is the game for you. Mm-hmm. It's called Until Dawn, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear the elevator pitch? Mm-hmm. So you play it over the course of one night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight, eight characters. One of them is Hayden Panettiere.
2: Okay, the cheerleader,
1: the cheerleader, the cheerleader try saver. So it's eight friends in a cabin in the woods. Um, I think it's a ski resort, and depending on the decisions you make, and um, the characters can all survive the night, or all of them can die, or any combination. Yeah, there's a sorry, there's yeah. a serial killer, yeah. Yeah. out to yeah. get them. Okay, that's good to know. And I should have probably foregrounded <laughs> that. If anything, <laughs> they're just there and on holiday. <laughs> that's it. It's just basically an argument simulator. I thought yeah. you'd like it. Um, so every time you play the game it's almost like a party game so every time you play it it'll be different Is that intriguing it sounds like fun yeah
0: it looks it was coming out on PlayStation 3 on the move controller so you don't use a normal traditional controller but they've kind of ditched all that it's coming out on PS4 looks great it looked great on PS3 in terms of what it was trying to achieve and you know i think the fact that it's that open yeah. if it was a single narrative and you know yeah. the same people die at the same point then it get boring but the fact it, it be changes eight, but every
1: time so it's kind of like it's heavy cool. rain like the narrative yeah. fractures in lots of different ways and um i think the whole idea is they want it to be a bit of a party game that you'll play it overnight yeah. until dawn yeah. and you pass the control every time your character dies and if you, you know bagsy stays on
2: yeah when yeah. can i play it
1: no release date yet? No release date. But it's, I think it's got. A, there's a lot of kind of horror writers that have worked on it. Well, mm. Horror is a big theme of Gamescom, obviously, with in general, yeah. PT,
0: aka Silent Hill demo, being shown. Bloodborne. We haven't had the chance to show you that yet, but that's. No. It's just. It's kind of. They picture as an interactive demo or teaser or whatever. But that's really freaky. Um, so we'll get you playing that with some uh, headphones on. In the dark. I don't like getting freak scared. you out this week. Don't you don't love horror. Scared.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah, anyway, should we. Let's
2: crack on. Let's crack on with the news. Uh, Chris, you're up first. There's a picture of (laughs) Ant-Man. It started shooting in San Francisco, and they released a picture of uh, Paul Rudd standing in front of the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, not looking like an ant. No, ants appear to be in the picture. Um, Are we sure
0: it's Ant-Man? He doesn't. That could be from any film starring Paul Rudd, surely.
2: It could, except he's normally smiling. He's looking quite mean and moody here. Right. So, and he's got he's got stitches on his eye. And he's wearing a hoodie, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, like, he looks quite like... He looks like
1: he should
0: be an
2: infamous. He
1: looks like a thug.
2: He's had some bother, hasn't he? Yeah. He's had some trouble.
1: So is he Is he on the run? Are we? What can we wildly infer and speculate about this picture?
2: Well, uh, nothing. Okay. Let's <laughs> state facts. from it's going to be in San uh, They announced the casting of Mad Men's John Slattery in the movie. He'll be reprising his role of... Howard Stark from Iron Man say. 2 I was yeah, just right. say
1: he's already appeared in the Marvel series yeah so how's this going to work well I, this is going to be flashback sequences it is isn't, isn't it with Michael Douglas but it will be Michael Douglas
2: will it be Michael Douglas' dad no, no it will be younger
1: have to, if it's flashbacks it yes. can't be Michael Douglas so Michael Douglas is playing can they not, him
2: today can they not CGI Michael Douglas to make him look young nobody wants that's what Catherine's that's Zeta been, <laughs> Catherine's been asking that for years <laughs> <He's been laughs> no computer's powerful <laughs> enough to do that he's been doing it to himself though hasn't he
1: what processing himself?
2: He's 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 had work done, so maybe he's they, he? maybe he's had some more work done to make him look. Do you <laughs> think maybe they'll cut his face off and put a new one on? <laughs> oh, um, John Travolta's. So that's I cool. <laughs> I quite like John Slattery in that role. I like John Slattery really. I can only think of Tony Slattery for whatever <laughs> reason Is this? In- do you watch Mad Men? <laughs> yeah, I watched the first season. He's the guy with the white hair, skinny guy who's quite senior. Yeah. Does he have a heart attack or something? Yeah, like? yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Should I we?
1: Um, but aren't they doing something quite? interesting here kind of further building out the kind of more 1960s or whenever Marvel Universe which is going to be explored further on film with the Agent Carter series so we're going to could you even have a period Marvel film in a few years
2: time well it's Captain America was a period Marvel film yeah but like going
1: back with like almost like a period Avengers or like the original Ant-Man when he first tried to become a hero like the Golden Age DC yeah like basically the first wave of heroes before they kind of died out and then came back yeah, that would be cool. Because they haven't announced who. I don't think they've announced who's playing the younger Hank Pym. No, because they could hire an actor there and like tie him down to a TV contract if they wanted. Yeah, that's so just is, going back to that image though. Surely you just want to see him as Ant Man, not just as Paul Rudd.
0: That's not Ant Man standing in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. That's just Paul Rudd.
2: I think it was from the first day of
0: shooting. Yeah. So is I don't he know just, why they, just, they need to rush something is that, out. No. It's just arriving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's not even right, makeup I'm here, yet. I'm here, and it's a bit cold. That's why he's gauzed up. Because it, it does get... It
2: it's just one of those pictures time. that makes me just shrug, really. Okay, said, uh, so is, the,
1: is the film yeah. taking place in San Francisco? Like Obviously in part, but is that, do we know if that's the major location?
2: I don't know. Nothing. We, we don't know. No, we don't know. Anyway. Moving on. Uh,
0: I've got some news about uh, Microsoft's deal with Square Enix. Now, they announced at Gamescom that Rise of the Tomb Raider would be Xbox exclusive. Uh, and obviously there was much discussion after that that what does actually exclusive mean. And Phil Spencer, who's the head of Xbox, kind of said, well, it's not his game, uh, but basically inferring that at some point you could see it on other platforms. But the reason he gave for uh, them wanting it and probably giving Square a I'm do to swear. Do you know, it's really hard not to swear. A load of cash. Uh, <laughs> is because they've got... Uh, shooters covered with Halo uh, they've got Gears of War they've got Forza they've got all the genres covered but what they don't have is a good answer to Uncharted so that's why they threw a
1: big stack of cash at Square so Lara is the Nathan Drake killer yes mm. mm-hmm. so uh, it's all very crafty the way it was phrased that's and stuff. the same that's exactly the same as every announcement but there. in such a way that it was kind of obvious in them not saying that it was full exclusive that yeah. it was timed exclusive so yeah. just be up front yeah. but Are they banking on people not hearing the later press release or getting too lots of coverage out of it? Is it something as stupid and as petty as that? I I think, you know, you've got
0: people who obviously will follow that story all the way through. But you've also, you know, in terms of the broader media, I see, I see. they just the headline is it's exclusive to Xbox One. So somebody will read that in the Metro,
1: for example, and that will be their opinion. But also, it. then you know, once you scale up to that level, broader media, yeah. do people even give a toss? Like, I, like I really? Think for, well, Lara Croft is
0: definitely a name that yeah. fits the broader sphere. I I do question I don't whether think it's, it's powerful ab- enough to buy a Xbox One. No, I agree. Uh, <sighs> if I only had a PlayStation Four, I wouldn't buy an Xbox One just for that. But yeah. There are probably some people that would. Um, but anyway, he did say, I, th- I thought it was a bit of a weird quote. He said, certain people won't believe this, but the acquisition doesn't come from an evil space.
1: Wow. It doesn't come from an evil space? That's what he said.
2: When someone says something like <laughs> that, genius. it immediately makes me think that it's coming from an evil space. Exactly, because so exactly I wasn't need thinking to deny it. <laughs> yeah.
1: so I, I, well, I, well, I, I thought that at Gamescom when the big tentacle came out of the Vortex...
2: <laughs> To make the announcement, <laughs> yes. it's like my friend with the dog. When the dog goes up to other people, she said, "Oh, don't worry, he won't bite." People immediately think, "Oh, he's going to bite." <laughs> exactly. I say, or, "I say, or I or say it's to it's saying, don't worry, it's friendly." Yeah, and then that's fine. It calms people. Yeah, but then you, does it? Because then I would think, "Well, it's, it's better than biting." Because as soon as someone says yeah. biting, I'm thinking oh, I'm going to get bitten here. Yeah, it's coming from a bad Whoa. place. That is well, evil, like. evil. Don't worry, he's got four legs. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, Surely, yeah, that's like
1: right. one of the golden rules of PR is not to use words like evil.
0: <laughs> Just stay away yeah. Stay away
1: from words yeah. that are, like, biblical. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it's not coming from an evil space. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you meant, in brackets,
2: Sony. I don't know. It's
1: coming from my special place. Yeah, so, poor,
2: poor, poor turn of phrase.
1: Right, okay. Does anyone want to hear an outrageous rumor about the plot of Batman vs Superman again? Why not? Well, I've got one for you. So, okay, if you've not seen Man of Steel... You probably have already, but we, this is spoiler territories for that film if you've not seen it, so be warned. Um, Geek Tyrant has the scoop on this, and apparently... Who's Geek Tyrant? Do you not know That's Geek a Tyrant? A, he sounds angry. All I do his
2: bidding. Um, <laughs> he comes from a place of evil. On eBay.
1: <laughs> so they're trying to, like... So this rumour kind of explains how Lex is going to fit into the overall scheme of the movie. Um, one of the scenes shot featured Batman breaking into the Lex Corp to steal kryptonite reports the site and apparently Lex Corp has somehow gotten a hold of general Zod's body so apparently Lex is using Zod's corpse and the world engine which is the big machinery that Zod uses like destroy planet Mm -hmm. earth in, Mm -hmm. in man of steel to synthesize kryptonite right so there you go okay do you think that sounds remotely credible there's going to be or so, much. Going, to be so much going
0: thing. on in this film that 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 could probably be the entire plot line in any other film apart from this in which it will fill about three minutes of screen time.
1: Am I imagining the fact that they said that Kryptonite doesn't exist in this universe or at least it, it wasn't going to any time soon?
2: But it didn't in Man of Steel. Yeah, it didn't. I thought there was
1: something on records that were saying that yeah. it wasn't going to be a plot point because it's kind of been a it's a bit hackneyed.
2: Right. Um, Maybe that was just in regards to Man of Steel. But um,
1: <laughs> he's I run out know. of ideas. Can't, one
2: filming. I kind of hope it's not because I don't want this whole film to be spoiled for me. I feel like between this and Star Wars, we're trying to find out every little every single plot detail. I'm a bit. I don't know anything about Star Wars. Well, I've not read it. I've not been reading them. Okay. Plus, I'm, I'm guessing half of them are not true. Oh, but Tosh, yeah, they, they, there's, there seems to be every week another thing breaks as to the beginning, the middle, yeah. or the end of that movie.
1: I, I, I guess, like, let's like disregard the specifics for a moment. I think what this kind of shows is they're going to have to use some of these additional characters, it, smartly, as ways to bring the characters together. Yeah. So using, you know. Trying, they need to do universe building very quickly. Yeah. And that's the problem. Marvel has done it over like nine films or whatever so far, ten films. They're going to have to do it in the space of one movie. Yeah. So you're going to have to find a reason for Zod not just being kind of dispatched after one movie and yeah. forgotten about and bringing in Batman in a natural
2: way. But I then and all, all these the, other characters. Yeah. It's like. Did you see there was a picture of Scoot McNary? You no, know Scoot McNary? No. no. Uh, he was a guy in Monsters, friend of Jay Utiki.
0: Well, he's the lead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah, great. He's been in yeah. lots of stuff.
2: He's in Argo. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah lots of movie. Um, he, him in, on set in green socks. So they're saying he's the Flash. It's not been announced uh, yet, uh, but it looks like he's going to be the Flash.
1: In green socks.
2: <laughs> yeah, like like all green screen stuff. Oh, no, even like a show the Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they're saying he's the Flash. Has the Green Lantern not? No, but he definitely wears socks. <laughs> 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 they're astral projections.
0: I'm confused.
2: Yeah, that
1: was a rumor last astral. week. Anyway. I don't worry about. Okay. Um, also, what sorry. I, can what I just, put, once
0: Star Wars. You know, they showed that picture of the stormtrooper helmet.
1: Yeah. Was that real? I don't think it's been authenticated seen it. Have you not? It looks I'm cool, isn't it? I've not been looking. It's very traditional, but yeah, yeah not modern. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was very cool that picture. If, it, if um, it's real. Yeah. But what I like about this rumor is it because my worry when when they announced Batman versus Superman is they were just going to kind of forget about Man of Steel. It does feel like they're making at least some kind of effort to refer back and call yeah. back to that film yeah. rather than just going
2: right. Done, that. We've done yeah well I think it. we kind of heard that the destruction of Metropolis is going to factor into yeah, it
1: but yeah. also having Zod still as an influencer thing that's quite cool but anyway still speculation yeah so obviously uh, last week
0: was Gamescom one of the biggest games that I saw at Gamescom was Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain uh, in fact we've got a the full 22 minute video of that demo up on Sky. exclusively on idea exclusively 1080p 60 frames per second your eyes will not believe what they're seeing and uh, I came away thinking, man, this game is amazing, but also this game's never going to come out. But uh, okay,
1: that's interesting. Well, why, why
0: is that? Because the ambition too it's great. It's extremely ambitious. Because as a single player experience, you've got this massive open world with so much to do. And Ground Zeroes was a small, compact game, and I know yeah. that people complain that you could finish it in seven minutes or whatever.
1: It's not, that defeats but, the point. But of the this game,
0: is a, on a much, much grander scale. And then you've got the whole multiplayer component, which we'll speak about in a minute. But um you know i can't imagine that, that game is going to come out before christmas 2015 i just can't see it
1: but anyway so you do think it's going to come out there
2: well
0: <laughs> yeah. i do but not for, I, I don't want somebody quoting putting you out put, of context it, alex like, simmons
1: i might be dead by the time
0: it comes out
2: bloody hell oh no it's pressing something you've not pressing part jesus yeah
0: I, could, I wanted to do it on this podcast <laughs> oh god uh i've, I've got a rash but you nice. liked what you saw. Uh, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. So uh, you've seen most of it.
2: Yeah, I got, well, I got five <laughs> minutes in and then someone took my computer away just now. That's the kind of uh, neighborhood. <laughs> on, that idea. The neighborhood
0: that we work in. <laughs> <laughs> At least you've got a computer. Uh, and you've seen it all? Uh, yes. Yeah. So the first part of the demo is, is what they showed last week on Twitch, which is the same demo from e 3 but from you know, demonstrating how you can play it in different ways, So they played it at night rather than during the day. Um, but one of the clever things about the game is that the AI learns. So if you go through the game taking people out with headshots, then later on in the game, all the enemy troops start wearing helmets to prevent you from doing those oh, one-shot kills in the heads. Go. That's clever. Uh, also, if you shoot them in the chest, wear body armour, etc., etc. So you've got to continue like mixing up your game and doing all that stuff. Uh, they showed off the cardboard box, which I think...
2: Mm, yeah,
0: I like the idea that the cardboard box is upgradable, which sounds a bit ridiculous if you don't know Metal Gear. But one of the things is you unfold it to be like a full length picture of a woman in a bikini, and these highly specialized trained troops who are smart enough to put on helmets when you do headshots look at it and go, oh, yeah, and then like basically and giving you enough time. Oh, they run them out. towards right. you and you it's, can just it's like. It's a, put it a them bit
1: bold like, But like, the uh, thing is, like yeah. Metal Gear, is always tread that very fine line between the absolute yeah. ridiculous. Yeah and eccentric and also they're very serious because Ground Zeroes is about like rendition and torture and, and teenage yeah. rape and yeah. like underage rape and all yeah. well, all this great, you know, very serious issues but also it will find a place for stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and at, like the opening of the demo it had snake riding in a horse. You've got this uh, jeep patrol coming towards you. So he orders the horse to curl off a fat one rides off this, the, 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 the jeep skids on the, the <laughs> bed, giving him enough time to go in attach a parachute and lift it up into
1: the sky it's just it's bizarre is that everything you wanted from a game when that you were 10 awesome. yeah. it is awesome, it is awesome. I, think that's, I think that's the point like I think Kojima knows that video games are inherently ridiculous in yeah. some sense They can but they can treat serious issues if they want to right?
0: I, I just think I, some the, people find the, the that the a bikini, very easy Bat the bikini
1: stuff is probably a step too far
0: yeah in my eyes but anyway. Okay, should we get onto the multiplayer stuff? Yeah. So, uh, you're going through the single player ex- uh, experience. Um, it's very much like peace walking that any kind of resource you find whether it's a jeep or whether it's a troop or anything like that, you can attach what is called this Fulton recovery system which is a parachute that lifts them up into it's the, like sky. the
1: sky. Skyhook, isn't it? In yeah. Dark Night. Takes I mean. you
0: back to takes them back to your base. So if you um, recruit high-level scientists or this, that, and the other, you can develop different weapons and this, that, and the other. But it turns out that that home base that you build is actually part of the multiplayer campaign. So um, I'll have a multiplayer base that I'm developing this, that, and the other, and you're doing the same. But it turns out you can infiltrate the other person's base to steal their resources, and that's what they showed. And I think it looks, I think it looks really, really good.
1: So is this this isn't live multiplayer? This is almost like asynchronous. The other person doesn't need to be online, and you can like interact with. Their I base. don't know. So the way the demo
0: ends is that you've got, you know, if I was attacking you, I'd be sneaking along. And then you know that, well, you've been alerted or I've triggered something. So you you know that I'm there and then you start attacking me. So, but I don't know if that is, you happen to be online at the same time or, you know, whether it will be there will be G- a G- companion front, app yeah. for example that would be pretty cool so, oh by the way somebody's triggered something on your base i hop online there you are i'll take you out i don't know
1: okay so as a long term uh, metal gear fan yeah do you welcome the the addition of multiplayer this type of multiplayer
0: it all depends on whether that's going to get in the way of the single player experience now in peace walker it doesn't it enhances the single player experience because the actual going through and building up your base and developing new weapons and tech that you can then take out to the single player experience is really, really good because you'll get to a mission that's, you know, super tough and, you know, what you really need is a high-powered sniper rifle, blah, blah, blah if you haven't got one you can go back to previous missions go and search for high-level scientists or R&D people that will give you that kit to then go back and do it well I like that idea if it gets to a point where my base is constantly being raided and all my stuff that I've worked hard for is nicked I'd find that really annoying. Mm. So, you know, if that got in the way of my enjoyment of the single player. That's
1: what I'm going to do to you then. I've, do you I'll know what? It's
0: one it. of the reasons why I stopped playing Boom Beach because every time I logged in it was just like, you absolute turds. Like all of my gold nicked. Very similar though, aren't
1: they? The two experiences. It's, well,
0: they're, they're both tower defense yeah, games. Yeah. The idea is, is I, I think, this is how I interpreted the video, is that the, as, a, as a defender you invest in gun turrets, yeah, patrols, this, definitely. that and the other. That's... So when you're not online... You've got enough gear there to make sure your stuff isn't being nicked, lynched. Yeah, um, but uh, you know who knows. But that's again hugely ambitious as a side, as, a, as, an, adjunct, as an add-on yeah. to the main game. So maybe it won't even come out next year. I don't know, huh. but I'm excited. What about you guys? So in the next decade, Excellent. we're going to see this. Hopefully,
1: at some point before I die, that would on be on the PS4. Yeah,
0: otherwise, I'll be sad or PS5 in my coffin.
1: I thought also I'm just going to say a very obvious and stupid thing. It looks amazing. It does look absolutely. It looks beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Like it looks incredible, like the animations. Yeah. Everything about Ground Zeros I loved. Yeah. I didn't mind that it is theoretically seven minutes long. Yeah. I must have played that game for about eight hours. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love the freedom that it has and it feels it feels in keeping with Metal Gear games of of old. Yeah. But mechanically it's really it's gone five, ten years into the future. Like, yeah. it's really caught up. Yeah, And if you feel like the most badass yeah. secret agent... I never really felt like that before with Metal Gear. I just yeah, felt a bit hampered by the controls.
0: Even, like, uh, again, in, in the, the first part where it's a single-player demo, there's a helicopter that's called in to just before you try and make your escape. Uh, and I can't remember what happens in the, the first time at E3. I think he basically jumps on a horse and just legs it. Um, whereas this time round, um, he sneaks up to a Jeep, puts some C4 on and then straps a and recovery. And so the Jeep gets lifted into the air, but it collides with a helicopter, blows it up. And it's just having that freedom of creativity. Like emergent to- gameplay. Mm. You do can kind do whatever of you want. Crazy. And that was the good it's thing about scripted. Ground can,
1: Yeah. Like you know,
0: it's looking, every time reading about sport. people yeah. and how they've done stuff. That's and, why it doesn't
1: matter if it yeah. is seven minutes long, because you can play it every time and yeah. it'd be different.
0: Because they were like, there was apparently a power switch hidden and that was shut down all the kind of lights across the uh, oh, wow. prison camp um, and all that kind of stuff was just yeah, very cool. Discovery, uh, different ways to play it. So I'm very excited.
2: When do we get to hear him speak? What, Solid Snake? Yeah. It's, it's in there. Is it? I didn't yeah. get that far. Yeah. Old,
0: uh, what's his face? Keith Sutherland. Yeah.
2: How did that sound?
0: Uh, well we heard it before because yeah. he's in Ground Zeroes as well sure yeah yeah um, he doesn't say course, much yeah. in this demo he basically uh, he points a gun at someone and tells them to get down I believe are you used to he's him ne- in, ne- in that never role that yet before uh <laughs> It's, I think it still sounds a bit weird but yeah. I'm sure you get used to it mm-hmm. I, I must admit after Ground Zeroes <clears throat> I didn't really kind of it, it feels like a different enough game yeah. compared to the old Metal Gears and I think that's the jump in like you know fidelity and the way it's presented because it does look absolutely beautiful so anyway uh, our listeners you should let us know what you think of Metal Gear are you excited by the multiplayer you can reach us at IGN underscore it's always difficult to remember isn't it it is yes Uh, Anyway, let's move on to this week's feedback Uh, I've got the first piece from Kyle Barrett Who says With all these remastered games coming out recently for PS4 and Xbox One There has been a criticism about the lack of new games for the consoles What games would you like to see remastered for the new consoles and why? I'd love to see Dead Space, Assassin's Creed 2 and the Uncharted Trilogy Uh, Let's answer that bit first uh, And then we'll come back to the last bit Remasters that haven't yet been announced There's Um, been quite a few
1: I was, you know what mine will be? It'll be Bioshock. Because I was disappointed when the announcement came and it was Bioshock's coming to iOS. I was right. like, oh, I would have would have Would you liked. actually play that through again? I think I would play the original because it's been a long, long, long time since I played the original. I never played Minerva's Den either. Right. So if you got a package that was dead cheap, like 15 quid, and it had yep. all of the content, you know what, I probably would. Because that, I miss Minerva's Den. Yep. I never played Bioshock 2. Yeah. And I missed out on Burial at Sea as well. I kind right, of moved okay. on to all this stuff. So if a package came out with all that stuff in, yep. it, like attuned to next generation consoles, i do that. Also, and this is kind of nicking the idea from the Master Chief collection, which I've been reading more about, which yep. I've never really fully appreciated what that Halo Master Chief collection really is. There's a lot in there. It's all four games. Yeah. No, it's more than that because it's three and its reach. It's like five games. Yeah. It's all the multiplayer maps, all the games. 111 have, multiplayer maps, I believe. Yeah, and you can go, you can from the master menu, you yeah. can go to any of it instantly. Yeah, it's just everything. But if,
0: if you're into Halo, it is absolutely everything you could possibly want. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like the ultimate collection. Yeah, so something like that, but for Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah it's a good chat. Like I think they should yeah. like Activision. If well, they're not thinking of doing that, they're missing out on an absolute trick
0: yeah it's a good shot like I, I think like some of the uh, like Call of Duty 2 was obviously out for I think it was around the launch of Xbox 360 but that was a really good yeah, game yeah. I must admit I haven't played it recently yeah, I think like but, uh, that. World in, War reality, II is in nice. reality
1: what they probably would do they'd probably do a Modern Warfare collection yep. um, maybe a Modern Warfare Black Ops box set yep, yep, and yep, it's yep. all those maps in one I, think I quite be like the idea cool. of some
0: older World War 2 stuff
1: imagine if oh, all of it yeah. what about you Al? Uh, Red Dead Redemption
0: because that oh, was a game that, out, that I, yeah. I didn't really play because it was around the time of uh, my daughter being born so that would give me the perfect excuse to get kind of back into it So awesome. that's
1: a really good question yeah, yeah. well so done
0: open it, open uh, it up yeah. to the yeah uh, he also says after Luke messed up highlighting uh, my email last week, I believe he should suffer a punishment or a forfeit for continuing his crimes against listener feedback. There have been discussions of a forfeit for a while, but I, uh, but I think it will seem fitting to be part of the upcoming 250th
1: podcast. It does feel like a festive thing to do. Maybe,
0: maybe we should just do the whole podcast of just different forfeits for Luke.
1: Tar and feather him. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's an oldie. You don't see that much anymore, Chris. You don't, no, no. You don't, see enough. You don't It's difficult to get tar... I think that's maybe why. not enough TNF <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that
0: easy to get feathers either
1: oh, I know man <laughs> so that's fine rip um, into a cushion you, you look into the tyre yeah uh, and dig up a rip, rip into <laughs> a cushion ah oh, it's sponge um, next one is from Ben Harris Not really a question in here, but I thought it was an interesting point anyway. He says, he feels slightly disappointed by getting his PS4 at launch date. He's disappointed by the current range of titles. This is mainly because I got the system to get cutting-edge graphics and unprecedented mechanics. But it seems to me that the vast majority are indie releases, which I could enjoy on my PS3. They're not why I got my PS4. Now, i put this in because I wanted to ask you, Alex. Do you think Ben is justified in feeling like that? yes. You do. do. I don't you, think do you it, subscribe that. To I that don't as well. think
0: it's an ex- exclusive to PS4, though. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's the same problem that you have with uh, at um, the beginning of any console. Yeah, exactly. It takes right. time for them for developers to get a grip of what they what they want to get out of it, and you know we always knew that these were going to be a step up from the old consoles, but not revolutionary. It's not going to be a game changer.
1: It's going to be slightly better. Also, the games, like, three years' time would be much better than the yeah. ones well, now. well, we're
0: seeing it already. Because like, this is why like launch
1: titles are always traditionally a bit weak. Yeah. Because you're scrabbling around with consoles that haven't really been tamed. Yeah. And you're, but, like, in uncharted territory and all that sort of stuff, but... You know, for instance, Batman Arkham Knight getting delayed. Yeah. But that game will be better for it. Yeah. Same with Drive Club. That'll be a better game for it. But also, if you look at...
0: And I know we've said this before. GTA 5 was,
1: for me, the epitome
0: of people squeezing every last bit of juice out of PS3 and Xbox 360. And so when you saw the stuff come out on next-gen... The difference was, you know, not that great.
1: Yeah, because you've got one team absolutely pushing the envelope and somebody very much at the beginning of what the new console could do. But I
0: do think, yeah, as you say, two years, three years' time, you'll see huge leaps forwards. In terms of actually mechanics, you know, the problem is, is that you diverge off the... The straight and narrow too much, and people don't like change. You can get too and, wacky yeah.
1: as Connect has shown. But, people but, kind of, well, yeah. can, people aren't willing to embrace it. I think but that's as like ter- well. I think Tearaway unfolded oh. is using some of the um, the Dual Shot Four's um, more eccentric features in a way that is interesting. Similarly, yep. we've been playing Alien Isolation this week, yep. and that has very subtle integration of way that the the light bar changes colour when you use the motion detector. Yep. It and makes different noises through the controller itself. Yep. I think that's sort of subtle, yep. but I think it could be quite powerful.
0: Yeah, and going back to PT as well, like, you know, that's never... You, I don't think you'd ever pay for that game, demo, whatever you want to call it. But it highlights that some, You know, the way that that, that was put together. and the, I still don't know how you're supposed to do the final mission. I'm so confused by that, and however people worked out is, is beyond me. But that kind of level of uh, game design, I guess, you wouldn't have had in previous generations. Like the first few parts of that level where you've got to go and find this and that to move on. Okay, I get it. But then, you know, you've got to time stuff. You've got to listen for different things. That becomes bits. intentionally
1: <laughs> obtuse. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the whole point. They thought yeah. it would take months for the people to crack yeah. the code, as it were.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure people just did it purely by, by luck. Yeah. Because well, that's how I did it. I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Uh, I got an email from Kyle Marsden who says, I'm loving the look of Sunset Overdrive that's coming out in a couple of months. And it got me wondering even with highly realistic graphics in next gen and PC games at the high settings, do you think there will still be a place in the future generations for indie cartoon style games? Absolutely. Yeah. I
1: think there will always be room for a wide range of aesthetic styles because games are built and designed by artists. And if you look at art, not everybody aspires to, to force, like, paint photo realistically not all artists want to make a photorealistic game because the game has a different tone it has a different story that wouldn't suit that style like mario i would that game would be horrifying if it was photorealistic. realistic yeah i don't want to see an obese <laughs> italian american plumber save a princess i don't want to see it Chris. i would
2: quite like to see that
1: would you? Just like a really I think v-
2: there's probably a porn version of it that you can
0: find if but, you. Well, no, he's not saving a. Oh, no, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but more like you know, trying to do a double jump, but being a bit overweight and struggling and clinging on by his <laughs> just fingers, just having a heart attack. And then Yoshi in has slow this motion. T Rex that just eats him.
2: I think they met this filmer. Huh? Uh, <laughs> um, and the same with animation as well. For animation, just because they can do pretty much photorealistic animation in movies now, they takes, haven't chosen to do. It that. takes
1: away the art.
0: Like yeah. the, well, there was the, a was it Tarzan? Uh, there was a new release of Tarzan or something that came out recently, or was it the Jungle Book? That should, was kind of somewhere in between.
1: Ooh. Yeah, there was a Tarzan that came saw out, out like, recently in but the last I never saw, three or four months. Yeah, yeah, The Uncanny Valley.
0: Yeah, it was really weird. Like I, I saw the trailer before Rio Two. I think it was. God, that's, that's <laughs> the kind of stuff that I can't see. In the cinema. Yeah, no, it's
2: Kellen Lutz playing. Uh, expendable Ken, Ken and Lutz played tar, set tar- set Tarzan right. but I'd never actually saw any videos sh- of that video was, it
0: it wasn't quite well it wasn't photorealistic right. but it wasn't like uh, Disney style kind of traditional mm-hmm. animation it was this weird kind of thing in the middle and I, I just
2: thought it looked horrible
1: I, I like over the last month you've become Britain's foremost expendables expert that's because yeah, he's pitching to be in the next not one not by choice <laughs> i by a chance
2: you have now they've got the young expendables me and Ronda Rousey they the bells. She's the, she's the chick. Oh, she's a she. Right. Yeah, he's a she. She. She can beat you up. That's pot point. Most oh. women could be. Do they, they have. have
0: any brains or is it just brawn? Who the Expendables? Yeah, of one cause... of them
2: was like an electronics whiz. Right. <laughs> you got how <laughs> what an are electronics you whiz? I can barely get my computer on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think
0: you're going to punch people in the face. I'd
2: be. I would be the comic relief. I think you'd be. Oh I think like the, Rick
1: Moranis or something. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I, yeah. I think you'd be the fast talking wise guy. <laughs> yeah you'd be like if they need to sneak into a base you could like distract the guards by speaking to them very quickly or Or the the Ernie Hudson
2: (laughs) (laughs) the fourth Ghostbuster no no you're more (laughs) like Janice oh yeah you are yeah I'm not like Janice I'm not like Janice move on it's Janine and Janine I'm not like I'm not Uh, like either of them
1: shame myself
0: uh, I've got an email from uh, a man whose name I have no idea how to pronounce oh no uh,
2: Huthum- don't say it like that well you say it then no I don't have to it's not, it's not my I well, see he doesn't want his real name read out Huthamate
0: I think that's it <laughs> uh, says I feel like over the past few years there have been a lack of world war and world war 2 games and movies any recent note- noteworthy releases based on the aforementioned genre? PS, I played Sniper Elite Version Three.
2: Mm.
1: Well, well. I suppose it's because they did it to death just before then.
0: But I reckon it's time for a renaissance. I'm sick of modern warfare.
1: You're like bring Strong- back the war.
0: I, t- I loved Band of Brothers. No, not Band of Brothers. What was the <laughs> Ubisoft game? Well, <laughs> I love Band of Brothers because that was good. Brothers in Arms and I'm not talking about the Dark Face album <laughs> that one, but that was a good album um, but Bruns oh. Arms from Ubisoft and the Gearbox uh, the mechanics were pretty chunky and the graphics weren't that good so but, bring that back but it was good I really I, I played oh man I got about three quarters of the way through and it crashed lost my save and had to start again but I did it because I enjoyed it so much and then they were going to reinvent it uh, I think it was at E3 two years ago or something they showed off what it was going to be like um, and as far as I'm aware, that's been canned. It like wire. It was overly kind of caricaturised, and, oh, uh, and no. I didn't want that. But I'd be well up for another serious um, World War II game. I was going to say...
1: Brothers in Arms. Possible stopgap. Recently, we did stuff on Valiant Hearts. It's not yeah. a shooter, but I don't know if he just wants something in that setting. I think it's an interesting... He didn't, he
0: didn't say specifically shooters, he just said it's an game interesting movie, game.
1: So. You know, it seems it's got a cartoon style, it's a puzzle platformer. But it's got a lot of interesting content about the First World War, so maybe we'll I'm definitely going to
0: go back and watch uh, Band of Brothers, actually.
2: I've um, never seen it. Have you never oh, seen it? wow.
0: It's fantastic. I've got the Blu-ray somewhere. I'll lend them. And it's
2: yeah. crazy oh, how yeah. many great actors are in it as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tom, some of whom weren't famous at yeah, the time. Tom Hardy in it. Yeah. yeah. They're all in it, basically, yeah. They're all in it. What about you, Chris? Well, uh, if you're in London next month, uh, London Film Festival opening film is a World War... Two film and closing film was World War Two film. So there's a couple of big ones coming out. Uh, the Imitation Game, which is about oh man, I knew what his name was and I've forgotten it now. But the guy who cracked the Enigma Alan Turing machine with Benedict Cumberbatch playing him. Right. And the trailer looks great. It looks like um kind of an award season movie. And Fury, Brad Pitt in a tank. Uh, that they've been shooting in the UK last year. That's going to be I think closing the festival. Who's directing that? I think top of my head i think it's david Ayer, the guy that did training day and harsh times and he always does sort of almost real-time movies and i think okay. this is a similar kind of thing where it's all over the uh take place in one day my only concern with that is like when was the last time brad pitt did a good film he doesn't well well z was okay
1: oh this is grimacing mm, for everyone listening. Sure brad
2: pitt makes good choices i think
1: 12 years a slave he, car- he, ca- that he, ca- he carries that film <laughs>
2: Absolutely, Absolutely yeah. he's he got very. Teaches role, us all about it? slavery. Pops up to teach us all of the lesson. As God, um, as, the, as the wise white man. So yeah, couple couple of big. There'll always be war, uh, war movies, I think. Yeah, there'll always Mo- be monument. Monuments Men was out at Christmas. Didn't do so well, but that was another World War II there one. There
0: hasn't been a great war movie for a long time. I don't think.
2: <sighs> no. But also
0: because you know HBO did uh, Band of Brothers. They did The uh, Pacific. What was the modern day one? They did it came out in between those two and it was set in I think Afghanistan or Iraq or Iran wow oh. ah. um, I suppose.
1: I don't know but it wasn't
0: anywhere near it was Zero night Authority
1: like oh, yeah, would you class that as war it's a, it's a contemporary yeah. war film it's like the break. way the war is mutated yeah. Mm. Yeah. also the I really like that film
0: I enjoyed the thing with uh, Mark Wahlberg as well oh. recently
2: I didn't um, watch that Lone Survivor oh Lone Survivor I, I good, heard yeah. mixed I, things about I, that one you liked it,
0: I, I, thought it was, yeah, I
1: thought
2: it was yeah I did
1: I just found it terrifying that, yeah. that it was a true story. Like, mm. I found it absolutely harrowing yeah. that they went through that. Yeah, I thought it
0: was,
1: Yeah. I'll have to see that one then. Yeah. Right. Um, There's a few. Yeah. Um, this is Sam. He says, Duck Hunt.
2: Duck, Duck hunt. hunt. There you
1: go. Um, I am a Kiwi moving from New Zealand to live in London at the start of September. Mm-hmm. My 27th birthday is on the 16th of September, and I'd like to celebrate it appropriately in London. Can you please recommend me something that I can do on my birthday or celebrate moving to London. Mm. Is this something we need to go back to next week? But I wanted to put well, that out there. But I feel like this is our city. We should have some good suggestions. Yeah, but this, but it's, it's,
0: it's the same thing that I always say to people. When you live in the city, you don't actually do anything that the city is famous for. Like I'm sure well, people who've come over from the US office have seen more of London than I have.
2: Well, it's good sometimes when people send similar emails, they give us an idea of what they like, what they're interested in, and yeah. then we can kind of make...
0: But in terms of tourist things... Like the only thing that I've really oh, done God in London God. is the London
2: Eye. Like uh, the Tower of London's brilliant. Right. Do the Tower of London. That's the best thing. Buckingham you
0: Palace. Anybody done? I've, I've never done it. it. Never yeah.
2: done it. You I do, do to
0: the Tower of London. We
1: should put and come back. We to should Sam. also
0: open up to our listeners.
1: Yeah. Like, um, if, you, if you've ever had a, an
2: amazing birthday in London, yeah. what have you done? And why would, would the, you recommend could, it? Uh, go up the Shard. Yeah. Not done it. There's a silent disco up there. Really? The time might put on a silent disco up the Shard. Go to the of the Camden Brewery. Not been yet. Well, I
0: on Friday. I'll get back. But to that's you. the that's the sort of thing that we would do for our birthdays. We just go to a pub and get battered. Mm, is the, that's Sam? The is the that what you want to do? Who's from New Zealand? New they're the so
2: probably they've got even less to do than us. So they're in the pub even more of the time. But the beer
0: scene in London is really kind of it's taking blossoming. off, and there's some really really good places to drink.
2: Okay, so. okay, Sam. We'll email you back. Yeah. Okay. But also, listeners, do do let us know if you've got any suggestions for Sam. Uh, Any more feedback? I've got a sad email. Oh, yeah. From uh, LeVon in Virginia, USA, who uh, uh, just simply writes, was wondering if the best thing to do uh, is to commemorate pod people by retiring the term or keep it going. So Pod People was something I got from Robin Williams when I interviewed him. And actually, uh, when he passed away, I thought, I'll try and find that interview. And I realized I wasn't even at IGN, I was at Time Out, and it doesn't Uh, exist anymore. It's not even on the Time Out website. It's lost in the annals of time, him saying Pod People. But no, I don't see any reason why to retire it. I think we should keep it going in in honor of an amazing performer. I think it's fair to say you guys were away, but we're all very sad about that. I was absolutely shocked, I couldn't believe it. Favorite Robin Williams film or performance? um, two stories
1: on this I really vividly very vividly remember going to see Jumanji with my parents and it was a packed auditorium and I also remember it not only because I loved the film but midway through the film there was this kid who needed to go to the toilet and it was, a, like, it was a very noisy scene And then yep. the volume dropped And they just heard this kid Must have been like seven or eight Going Mom I'm going for a poo <laughs> 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 And he just ran up the corridor
0: <laughs> But Scarlett does that all the time It's like you'll be sitting there Like in a
1: restaurant And she's yeah. goes,
0: I need a poo It's like alright all right." All
1: right. Um, Scarlett is Alex's wife Yes <laughs> I'm a big fan of Hook Even though not everyone else Really? I, I do really like Hook I really do I was the right age for it But Mrs. Doubtfire who, else could, who else could have done that no one yeah. i really don't think anyone else could have played that role what about you chris
2: i like goodwill hunting good film uh it's the one film that whenever it's on tv we've always got a film like that that if you catch a bit of it you have to keep watching yeah. it to the end yeah, and that's yeah. always been my one apart from the other night they replayed it and it was on and I, it got me it made me quite sad yeah and i thought i'm not ready to watch it again yeah yeah
1: i think but i just i think it would have been easier to watch One of these comedic movies. Yeah, it is to celebrate life. We're watching a dramatic movie. there's something about it that makes it.
2: Yeah, I watched Mrs. Doubtfire the other night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
1: was going to watch it, but it was on a
0: Sky channel that I don't subscribe to. Tough. You should have come over mine.
2: Yeah, Charlotte and I went.
0: Oh, let's watch that. Have you?
1: Have either of you seen the absolutely heartbreaking YouTube tribute that someone's put together using his graduation speech from Jack? seen the Jack no, film not, yeah and it's it's where he rapidly ages so by right. the time he gets to graduation age he's already an old man right so he gives the kind of graduation speech the valedictorian speech and it talks about embracing life and living it to its yeah. fullest and it plays over footage of him as Peter Pan and yeah. all of his most famous roles and it's just it's I, don't think I can hungry. watch that it, yeah. it's, 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 it's it's nice it's yeah. really good though it's really well judged and well made yeah
2: yeah yeah Ah. oh huh. Bit of a sad note, but that's a but way to finish we, really we,
1: think we, We've lost a legend, we have absolutely. Uh,
0: let's talk about the games and movies that are out this week. First up, games, yeah.
1: So, two, um, one we'll go over quickly because I think we've talked about it a lot on the podcast before. But it's Pants vs. Zombies, um, going worth warf- Warfare, even which is coming to PS4, I believe. Yeah, and then the other one is Tales of Zilli. Alex, you're a big Tales of Zilli fan, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> so but thank you for, for dropping me I, on think, the spot I think people who are really into the Tales series probably know more about this game than I do because yeah. I've never played a Tales game me neither. but um, Colin who is a huge fan of the series reviewed it on the site he gave it an 8.0 saying it's absolutely great and uh, it's a love letter to fans of the original mixing up all characters and systems with some very new fresh ideas so I would say chance are you've probably already pre-ordered you've probably pre-ordered it, yeah. it. and
0: that's
2: a good choice because it's a good game this uh, this week, Into the Storm's Out, which is like the new Twister. We've needed a new Twister. <laughs> it's, yeah, taken
1: yeah. A, it's taken lots
2: of years for it to... Twister was a big deal when it came out, though. Yeah. yeah. But then you watch it and realise it had no plot. Have seen it recently? <laughs> no.
0: I've uh, seen it probably a couple of times in the last three or four years. Really? Because, again, it's one of those films that you just switch your brain <laughs> yeah, off. And yeah, and, but it's F- flying. Really, I'm just it's waiting really for The Flying that. Cow
2: and then move on. Yeah. Uh, so see that if you like that kind of thing. Uh, Lucy, we haven't got that down here, but Lucy's out this week. Uh, I'm I blooming well missed it last week because I wasn't very well, but looks like fun. I well, didn't realise probably... that was out this week. Oh, cool. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah. Have you seen it? No. Looks like fun. Yep. Gave it a good review. And Sin City Two, which Weird. I've heard mixed things. Yeah, about. screen. I've heard. I've not heard anyone say they didn't like it but is it too late I, it's mm. definitely too late I'm just I thought Star Trek Into
1: Darkness was late being three years yeah. after the original like, yeah it's just who who's still it, like, pining for that it's like
2: seven years or? Seven, eight, yeah it's been a, it was at the start of all it was before the Marvel movies got 2005 going. yeah wow. ten years nine years so um, it screened on Tuesday and I actually just didn't bother going I thought I'm going to watch I, I wasn't reviewing it we weren't doing interviews for it anymore yeah. I thought I'd wait for this one to come on the telly
0: Again, I you know I liked it. I, it I haven't c- seen that much uh, like pushing it
2: really. Mm.
0: It's almost like it's coming. Oh, here it is.
2: Well, th- th- this uh, releasing a, a film like that at this time of the year is kind of burying it a little bit, really. Right. But I guess they're hoping August Bank Holiday there'll be people going to the cinema. Yeah. they will get an extra day. I've, have either of you been to
1: Universal Studios and gone on the Twister ride? No. And again, it's not for one thing. So it's got a flying cow.
0: I went yeah, there before I Twister came out.
1: Uh-huh. Even me too. Yeah. we're pre-twisters yeah, no, I've yeah. been twice one pre-twister one post-twister it's annoying because the twister ride replaced the ghostbusters ride do you know what's really annoying I went the year before the Jurassic
0: Park ride opened
1: that is galling that's really annoying but not just that, but not just that then the entire expansion the islands of adventure oh I don't know yeah because that's the whole roller coaster let's go awesome. back
2: let's do an office trip but I if, would love to go back if
1: Universal are listening we might we They might do if they want to take us to like check out their we Halloween could podcast we could do, yeah, we could do a rides. podcast from a ride we could yeah. do the podcast on a Hulk roller coaster. absolutely like Jimmy Savile Boy Scouts
2: oh no you're not allowed to talk about them anymore mm. that wasn't oh, sh- oh that no wasn't a mil- that wasn't a milkshake what <laughs> <laughs> no uh, hey, what, hey, what, hey, no hey. no no what I will say is rather than going to see those films Fright Fest is on this weekend yes so uh, well, this will be going live on Friday which is uh, it starts Thursday night uh, so you will have missed the guest and you will have missed <laughs> Zombievers by this time thank god but I am going to see Zombievers at midnight tonight that's something to look forward to are you honestly looking forward to it uh, yes and no. It's a bit off his There's face There's something by to be said. Time. There's something to be said for like fun midnight movies. So it starts at Yeah, midnight, after a few beers. You'll
0: finish at 2.
2: Yeah. You'll get home at 3. No, he's got yeah. Chinese. That sounds horrendous. I know. That's uh, that's my job. Welcome to my world. Well, you don't have oh, to. Go. Know, I'm going to review listening. it. I'm going yeah, to
0: review know, but it. The site is not going to fall down if we haven't got a review of zombies oh, I on want, it. I want a review of zo- zombies up. Yeah. People, do you
2: want a review of zombies up? Let us know. Well, it's
0: too late. You're going to be there by now.
2: Uh, but lots of films happening over the course of the weekend. Green Inferno, Eli Roth's uh, cannibal movie, Dead Snow Two. Uh, that's uh, zombie Nazis yep. house Band's supposed to be great Kiwi horror comedy bit like old Peter Jackson movies mm-hmm. the Babadook apparently that's the scariest Ooh, film I've playing that. there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scary, scary, scary. I, are, are there really any are. still are, are terrible, any, ne- terrible title? Can you still get tickets exactly. to any of this? Yeah, yeah. There's still single day tickets. I might go see Babadook. I think Babadook might be <laughs> sold out. Oh no! But I'm going to find that tonight because oh, I think I really that's, that's th- th-
1: going to be the hot ticket. But I want to go up and go. Can I have a ticket to see Babadook? <laughs>
2: also, the fact
1: that you know, the fact um. that you're saying that Babadook is the hot ticket. It's like what? Where, <laughs> you, which also, kind of world are we film? in? If we meet in the pub to discuss films, the film that's very hard to pronounce after if you uh,
2: the Babadook. I'm going to try and find it. Oh, I can't do it now. I'm going to find a picture of the Babadook for you. <laughs> what, what is a Babadook? Uh, it, it's, it's a little scary little man. Is it? It's it's Australia. Is he like, like a baby Duke but
1: from like, <laughs> New Zealand? I think you're I'm a thinking, Babadook. <laughs> I think it, Alex, you imagining a tiny pimp. <laughs> Yes, I <laughs> have a little That's
0: the Babadook. You have to post a picture the babadook. of Babadook. That does look
1: really quite
0: <laughs> terrifying. Oh my gosh.
1: Is he always riding the, the hobby
0: horse? That is a way repulsion meets the graphole.
2: <laughs> weird, weird that it. is your elevator pitch. Oh my god. Hearing very. If you watch the trailer though, you'll be scared, and it's and there's a lot of comedy playing this wow, year at Fright Fest. But that one doesn't look like it's got any comedy in it. It's just very serious. It sounds horrendous. So it's oh my god, it it's sounds a, horrendous. It's about grief and depression, and and
0: when a mysterious pop up children's book character appears. on Jesus. The show. Oh my god,
2: that sounds horrendous. <laughs> I really don't want to see that. Wow. So that's got that film's got a lot of press here. So uh, yeah, I will be there. If you c- come and say hello, if you're coming down. Um, I, I've lost my page now. I can't talk about any others that are playing. But the, this is this the only film you need is the Babadook. Yeah, open windows I'll be at, VHS viral, The Signal. How many VHS films have they done there? That's the mm. second VHS or the third? third. It's the third. Oh, uh, third. Yeah, it's the third. Or maybe I'm getting confused with The Wreck as well. I've reviewed them and the one I'm most interested in is called The Lost Soul, uh, Doom Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau. Do you remember the Island of Dr. Moreau? It yeah, I've out- never seen it but apparently Awful. Turkey. Which well, what,
1: um The Val Kilmer one?
2: Yeah, so no. Richard Stanley was the director, he's a British guy who did Hardware and Dust Devil, and that was his big break. It was mm. Val Kilmer, Marlon Brando, David Thulis, um, and he got sacked a week into the shoot, right. and they replaced him with uh, John Frankenheimer. But Richard Stanley's a bit of an eccentric. He then um, went back onto the island they were shooting on undercover. Got one of the costumes, dressed up as one of the animals, and s- hung around set and tried to mess things up and really? it Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! And so this is the first time he's got they are kind of telling the story of what went on right. behind the scenes on this. I really enjoy these documentaries.
1: There's a wave of them coming out yeah. that are kind of pouring over and doing post-mortems on failed projects, yeah. which is fascinating. Yeah. Because a lot of these people now now have no agendas; they can yeah. just be brutally honest yeah. about what went wrong.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I still haven't so, seen the June do- documentary yeah.
2: Probably the best thing I've seen this year. There you go. Oh, my so yeah, that's uh, that's it for the films. you have not seen the Babadook. <laughs>
0: well, well, that's it. You've definitely got our update us on the Babadook. All right, next uh, week,
1: next full, week's podcast, a full report. All right, sounds good. Babadook roundup.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, can you come dressed as a Babadook? As well? <laughs> <laughs> come in the lobby <laughs> of Just the camera. <laughs> if you get me, off, I could do it for the whole podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Okay. okay. Right. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. You can get in touch, uh, IGN underscore UKfeedback, uh, Until next week, we will see you later. bye. Bye-bye.